0: You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church. We are located in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 10:30 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There, you can also learn more about our congregation, where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. A scripture reading from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses
1: 1 through 7. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles, and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jeconiah and the Queen Mother of the court officials, the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the artisans, and the smiths had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elasa, son of Shaphan, and Jemariah, son of Hilkiah, whom King Zedekiah of Judah sent to Babylon, to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. It said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat what they produce, take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons, and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there, and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. The Word of God for the people of God.
0: Thanks be to God. I don't know about you, but very few things in my life right now are going according to plan. My plan for this year did not include isolation and social distancing. My plan did not include an empty sanctuary, countless online meetings, and learning new video editing software. My plan did not include having to think about if I want to spend time with my father, what's the risk of exposing him to COVID while he's undergoing chemo, Versus, what's the level of regret I will have if I don't spend time with him in person while I still can? My plans are unraveled. Are yours too? Did you have trips that you thought you might take? Did you have expectations for how this school year would go? What were your plans that got unraveled this year? we're not the only generation of people to live through a season when our life plan has come unraveled. We've witnessed that in recent history as we look at the generations who survived with the world wars. And we see that in more ancient history when we turn to scripture and we see the generations of people who thought that they were living one life and all of a sudden their plans got unraveled. It goes back to the time of the Exodus, when people were seeking freedom by escaping bondage in Egypt, but instead of going straight to the promised land, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. We see it also in today's scripture reading, in the story of the exile. The ancestors who reached the promised land had been formed by that journey, but now their descendants are forced out of that promised land and held captive in Babylon. It was the year 597, before the Common Era. The southern kingdom of Israel fell into the hands of Babylonian control. Troops invaded Jerusalem, and they took with them the elite people of Israel back to Babylon as their captives. The priests... The prophets, the artists, the scholars, and all the leaders were now in Babylon, under the control of King Nebuchadnezzar. They weren't slaves like their ancestors had been in Egypt, but they were captive. They couldn't leave. Ten years later, the entire city of Jerusalem, including the temple, was destroyed and the rest of the Israelites found themselves in exile as well. During that first wave of the exile, the prophet Jeremiah was not among that group of elites who were taken to Babylon. Jeremiah had tried to make it as a prophet in Jerusalem, but he was not well received by the leadership there. He was bullied and beaten. They rejected his words in Jerusalem. And when the exile took place, he still tried to share the word of the Lord by sending them a letter. When our dreams and vision for life unravels, God's Spirit can guide us to adapt and change and find a new dream. And this is the message that the prophet Jeremiah gave to those people whose dreams had unraveled in the exile. Throughout the Bible, God sends messengers with the words, Do not be afraid. No matter what the circumstances of your life, me, do not be afraid. This is the message that Jeremiah is giving to the people of Israel in a time they had a reason to be afraid. They were held captive in a foreign land. The exile was a loss. Of everything that they knew and valued. They were ripped away from the place that made them and shaped who they were. When they lost Jerusalem, they lost their place of worship, the center of their lives together, the place where they believe that God lived. How could they worship if they could not go to God? Who were they if they were not God's chosen people? What was their identity? They had known themselves to be the people who were born from the ones led through the wilderness and led into the promised land. But now they were forced out of the promised land. Without Jerusalem and without the temple, who were they? Whose were they? They were a people who had found their identity in the stories of Moses and Abraham and in the land that had been prophet that had been promised to those ancestors. And now that land was gone. How could they still be God's beloved? Jeremiah's audience had their identity rooted in a place, but it wasn't the place where they were anymore. They were in Babylon, and they could not leave. They were longing to go back to Jerusalem. They wanted to go back to their normal lives, to rebuild the temple, to go back to work, to set up home again. They wanted to go back to living in the community in the way they had always known. But they couldn't. They, they couldn't return to life as normal. And enter the prophets. There were a lot of prophets, ones who were telling people, don't even unpack. God is so faithful to us. God's going to have us back in Jerusalem in just a few days, a few weeks, in just a few moments. Don't settle in. Don't get comfortable here. Don't get used to this. God will rescue us. Sounds good, doesn't it? because God is faithful to us. And then Jeremiah sends this letter. Jeremiah calls those prophets false prophets. Jeremiah tells his people, no, we're going to be here in exile for quite some time. It made him unpopular and still correct. In some ways, it's almost like Jeremiah was the Dr. Fauci of his day. He did not want people to live with the illusion of false hope that life would go back to normal in just a short time. Life was not going back to normal anytime soon. And so we hear his words from Jeremiah 29. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of this city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Everything Jeremiah instructs them to do takes time. Planting a garden and then being around to eat what that garden produces Building a house because they're going to live there long enough. They'll need homes. Getting married and having children and telling your children to marry and have children. Jeremiah is saying they should expect to set down roots and be there for generations. That's so that God's people didn't disappear if they had hung to that, that false hope that they were going home soon, so no reason to be married and have children, then they would have died out as a people. How do we cling to our longing for normalcy in a way that causes us harm? Yearning for the past would have drained those exiles of the life they left. God doesn't want them to wither and die in this strange new place. God wants them to look around and build a new life where they are. God wants them to work for the welfare of the city. God wants them to thrive and to help the life around them thrive. We too long for the life that we knew before COVID. And we want it to be over so very soon. But we too are called to set down roots and to thrive in this season of life. We too are called to find a way to let our lives thrive in this strange new land. We can't continue to cling to the dreams of what was. We must allow ourselves to see that God is creating something new. God is first unraveling life as we knew it. And God will stitch it back together again. God is faithful to us and God will rescue us. God's timing is not our timing. God's faithfulness to those who journeyed from Egypt to the Holy Land crossed generations. God's faithfulness to those in exile crossed generations. I pray that we're only talking about years and not generations. But the way time feels this year, it feels like a lifetime, doesn't it? Is it hard for you to think back to what life was like before when we could gather in this sanctuary and hug one another? When we could go about our normal lives and not have to wear a face mask? It's becoming more normal for me as I go out and about to always have a face mask in my purse if I'm going to get out of my car. It's becoming more normal for me To think about worship, not just with people in the room, but to think about worship, sharing the good news of Christ with you, whether it's online or on Arlington Independent Media's television station. This is a new and strange land for us as individuals, and for us as a church community, and for us in the world, thinking about what travel will be like. There are so many unknowns and questions that we cannot know the answer to yet. And so how can we set down roots and thrive in this strange land? What are the spiritual practices and habits that help us? What are the ways that we can continue to be God's people to have our identity rooted in Christ whether or not we worship together in person in a building. See, it's about identity that the Israelites were struggling. Who they were was so tied to the land in Jerusalem. But after their exile, their identity shifted. They became people of the book. The exile prompted them to write down their stories and to edit the ones that had already existed so those stories wouldn't be lost but would be handed down for generations until they have come to us today. Jeremiah's ancient words offer a word of hope for us because those ancient Israelites became people of the book. As their lives came unraveled, God stitched them back together again, in a new and beautiful way. And like those exiles, we are in a season where our identities can be unraveled if we don't know who we are as a church without gathering together in person. We don't know who we are as a people when our dreams and our plans are disrupted and torn apart. And when we seek God in the midst of the unraveling, It is then that we will find our hope and the good news. Jeremiah's ancient words continue to give us direction today. Our call is not to hold tight to the prophets who promise us a new way of living tomorrow that feels just like our old way of living. No, we are called to set down roots in the midst of this uncertainty, to not waste energy trying to recreate life as it was before. Instead, to discover what God is doing now. God is always at work for good, and the story of God continues to bring life after death. Even though the old way of life that we knew has died, we can listen to Jeremiah's advice today. Everything he said, is about life and love. Plant gardens, build homes, grow families, grow love. He's saying that here in this place that you don't want to be, here in this place where life is hard, where life has unraveled, here in this place, invest in life. Invest in the habits and the practices that bring life. Invest in love, and be willing to let your identity be changed, to be formed and shaped as people of God, no matter where we might gather for worship, no matter what life may feel like, even when it's hard, but to be bound with love. The Israelites found that their identity was no longer bound to Jerusalem. May we find that our identity is no longer tied to the building where I stand right now, but may we discover in this season that our identity is bound in Christ by love, by love and by life. That is my prayer today for us all. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together. Bind us together with love. Amen.